Jobber. This is the Tbilisi podcast covering life travel and more in the country of Georgia. Brought to you by foodfuntravel.com, expathub.ge and eatthistours.com. In the first part of our two-part episode about things to do at attractions around Kutaisi and Imereti in West Georgia, I'm talking to Emily from Wanderlush all about these cool things to do. In this first part, we are going to be talking specifically about Kutaisi itself and some of the stuff very close to the city. And then in the second part, we are going to be talking about things that are day trips from the city that you can go out and do, hire a car, get a tour, whatever you like. All right, so let's get on with part one. Okay, it's Tom again from the Tbilisi Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today we are talking about Imereti and the capital of Imereti, Kutaisi, and all the different attractions and other things that you might be interested to see if you're in that part of West Georgia. And I am joined today by Emily Lush from Wanderlush, travel writer and blogger, and one of the biggest bloggers, probably the biggest blogger in Georgia right now. Uh, a lot of her content, if you're searching Google, you're probably going to find articles by her whenever you're looking up various tourism topics about Georgia. So, Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom, for having me. It's great to be here. No worries. So, we're talking about Kutaisi. Now, uh, in another episode, which may or may not be out at this point, we discussed actually moving to Kutaisi as an expat. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the sort of the cool things to do if you're a tourist or even if you're living there as an expat. Maybe you haven't done quite a few of these. Uh, things around that area that are really interesting and stuff that you definitely want to put on your list if you are coming to Georgia. So we know you live there. We know you're a Georgia expert. So we know this list is going to be pretty good. I'm guessing you got some cool things on here. So I'm going to hand it over to you to get started. Maybe like, should we start with like your number one thing? Like if you're, if you're absolutely going to Kutaisi and you're only there for half a day, let's say, and you don't want to miss this one thing, What's like your top of your list? Is there a top of the list? Maybe there's like five things at the top of the list and it's impossible to decide. Look, top of my list is the city centre. Kutaisi is a small enough city that you can kind of see the historical centre in just a couple of hours. And it's a really nice city to walk on foot. So I think, you know, top of my list is to kind of do your own little self-guided walking tour of the city. Take in the architecture, the little park in the centre, the amazing green bazaar, which is the main agricultural market. And it's right in the centre as well. And that's a really nice way to spend a couple of hours, a really nice introduction to Kutaisi. And you'll see, uh, you know, kind of the main landmark in the center is the Colchis Fountain, which is very bizarre if you don't know the story behind it. But it's a, it's a fountain that's made up of these gold ornaments. And these are from burial sites near Vani, which is a very small town near Kutaisi. And these go back, you know, thousands of years uh, to the kingdom of Colchis. And these are based on ornaments found at that burial site. So this is like a reference to the age and the history of the city, and it's a really beautiful kind of landmark in the centre of the city. But the other thing is Bagrati Cathedral, and that kind of overlooks the centre of Kutaisi, and you can walk up there. It's actually a really nice place for sunset. So if you're in the city in the afternoon, definitely head up there to watch the sunset. And then around Kutaisi, uh, I'll talk about all the wonderful things you can do around the city, but there are two monasteries uh, Galati and Motsumeta. Galati is UNESCO listed, one of Georgia's four UNESCO sites and 15, 20 minutes from the centre of the city. So that's definitely a must see as well. Nice. All right. So before we get onto some more specific descriptions about some of these cool things, we've tantalised our listeners with some interesting stuff to do. But let's just do a quick summary of sort of what is Kutaisi? Where is Kutaisi? What is, what is it like? What's the weather like? Like just the basics. Let's do a quick rundown on that. 
So Kutaisi is in the region of Emirati and it's the second largest city in Georgia, behind Tbilisi, of course. Uh, but having said that, the population is about 180,000 max from the estimates that I can find. And with Tbilisi being over a million people, it's sizably very, very yeah. much smaller than the capital. So it's a small city feel. It's, it's a city just about. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Definitely got that big, big village, big town feel about it. Um, and yeah, it's very peaceful, very laid back, very relaxed. Um, you definitely get this vibe. Uh, it's very sort of, I always describe it as kind of like vintagey almost, you know, there's beautiful um, old architecture in the city centre, a lot of history, as I've mentioned, a lot of history to do with literature and poetry. So it's got that kind of romance about it. Um, but in terms of the location, it's about three and a half to four hours west of Tbilisi and it's in Western Georgia. So you cross through the Rikoti Pass and west of Georgia is very different to the east. You know, it's a different climate. We're getting towards the Black Sea coast. So it's a lot more humid. It's a little bit wetter and the climate is pretty good actually. The, the summers can be hot, but it's pretty mild all year round. We definitely have winter, but spring kind of arrives early in this part of the country and autumn is absolutely divine. Um, and that's probably the nicest time to travel to Kutaisi. Yeah. Summer, I was like, it's super humid when I was there in like August and like, wow, okay. Then come back to Tbilisi and it's really hot, but it's really dry hot. So it's sort of bearable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other times of the year, uh, definitely good to visit. And it's really green as well. I found whenever I go there, I'm like, it's so green here because Tbilisi is a bit arid and the areas around Tbilisi are quite arid and the grass goes very yellow in the summer. Yeah. Whereas it always feels like Kutaisi is quite green. It is very green. Even in the city center, there is a lot of green space and you're kind of surrounded by green hills and mountains. And some of these I'll, I'll talk about in a moment, but we have like tea fields and, you know, amazing uh uh, flora and fauna right on Kutaisi's doorstep. So I definitely agree that it's a very green, uh, green city. Of course, you know, the, the other thing is that um, during the Soviet period, Kutaisi became very industrialized. So you also have this kind of different landscape um, contrasting with the historical center and the beautiful green uh, uh, landscape around the city. You have this kind of Soviet factory um, side of the city, which is also very interesting. So you have these three elements kind of interacting and this provides, you know, some great opportunities for travellers of all types. Yeah. And uh, part of that greenery is, is lots of vines as well. Plenty of winemakers out there. So lots and lots of wine. <laughs> if we're getting onto that somewhere in your list, perhaps, but if not, we'll, we'll talk about that later as well. Okay. So yeah, that's Kutaisi in a nutshell. So Tell me then, what are sort of your favorite attractions? You mentioned a few, maybe a little bit more detail on each one and, and what people can expect to see and, and do if they're going to go and explore these attractions that you have. So I think uh, in a day you can see sort of uh, all of Kutaisi, basically, if you're interested in seeing sort of the more traditional tourist attractions, a day is a good amount of time. And like I said, it's really nice to explore on foot. So I definitely always recommend starting at the market. I recommend this for any city in Georgia, but especially in Kutaisi because the market is fantastic. Everyone is very friendly and you really get a good insight into Imeridian cuisine by going to the market, of course. And it's called the Green Bazaar and it is absolutely chock full of herbs and greenery. This is a huge part of local food culture and the market is kind of a really good place to see this and kind of get, a, get an idea of what you're going to be eating uh, later in Kutaisi. So I always recommend starting there. There's a really cool uh, Soviet-era sculpture on the front of the market that a lot of people go and see. Um, and that's a really cool 
one of one of many kind of uh, elements from Kutaisi's Soviet period that if you're interested in mosaics and this kind of thing, you can definitely find a lot of that in Kutaisi. So that's my first stop. It's massive. This mural, I remember when I tried to take a photo of it, I had to get a wider lens. I was like, oh, wow, this thing is <laughs> just crazy. And it's also, it's right in the middle of the city. So you're sort of surrounded by other buildings and, and roads a little bit as well. So yeah. As, yeah, as with a lot of markets here, the market kind of spills out into the surrounding streets and there are some laneways that, are, um, that have stalls on them as well. And yes, this very epic... Uh, I guess it's a base relief um, and it's made of stone or, you know, some material, but it depicts uh, Jason and the Golden Fleece and this kind of Greek mythology that is tied to Kutaisi and the city's history. So that's a really, uh, you know, a really interesting kind of place to start your adventure in the city. Because this is the story that the the fleece was here and... Jason and the Argonauts came and stole it from the Georgians, effectively. I mean, they weren't Georgians in those days. It was a uh, kingdom of Colchis, I believe, at that exactly, point. Exactly, yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah, this is where it all happened. If you've seen the, the movies and whatever, this is where it's been going on. Yeah, they do think that Kutaisi was potentially uh, the capital, so that the Jason and the Argonauts came up the Rioni River from the Black Sea, from Poti, and ended up in Kutaisi. So, yeah, there's that really interesting history. Okay, so what else have we got? So all around the market, I mean, the market's kind of very central. You can just walk those back streets and find really interesting, uh, not just food, you know, Imereti and cheese, which is that there are products from Kutaisi, from Imereti that are all around Georgia. One of them is cheese. So if you're into cheese, this is like amazing to go through those back streets behind the market and see the ladies selling these big wheels of white Imeridian cheese. But you can also go into these buildings and a lot of these houses are like old mansions or old doctor's houses, really beautiful architecture. And a lot of them have been sort of repurposed as hardware stores. So there's this particular street behind the market that you can go in and see these like beautiful architectural elements of these houses. Um, and yeah, that whole area is just a, a hive of activity, especially in the morning. So it's a really nice place for a stroll. And then if you go the opposite way, so turn around and go back to the centre of the city, you come to the sort of central park um, and it has a a couple of different names, but this is kind of the main green space in the city. There's some really interesting uh, statues in the park. So a nice place for for a little break, a little walk. Um, And then there's beautiful buildings all around the park as well. And then you have the fountain um, on the park also. So behind the fountain, there's a beautiful theatre building that dates back to Soviet times. If there's something playing at the theatre, I definitely recommend buying a ticket so that you can see the interior. It's pretty spectacular. Nothing like Tbilisi's uh, theatre, but still it's very nice in a Soviet, more of a Soviet style. All right. <laughs> no, I've never actually been inside that one, so no, uh, I'd be interested next time I'm there. Try and get a, get a performance. Yes, it's always something nice to do. There's also an opera theatre, which has performances as well. And this theatre, it was reconstructed, but it's much older, so... Uh, It's also, you know, got a lot of history. As I mentioned, you know, a lot of authors and poets came from Kutaisi in, uh, I guess, early 20th century. Um, And there were also uh, a big theatre scene um, in Kutaisi. So Kote Marjanashvili, who uh, had a theatre here in Tbilisi, his theatre started in Kutaisi. So there's a really rich history of theatre and performance in the city. So that's definitely something fun to do. Anything in English or you're expecting it to be Georgian performances mainly? It's going to be Georgian, but you know, you can follow along and uh, (laughs) see what you can see, how much you can of the story you can pick up. Nice. All right. So, and anything else to do sort of around the centre? And maybe how long would you sort of spend if you wanted to to see that centre properly? How many hours do you think you need? 
Yeah, I mean, there are a few other points of interest. There's um, so Kutaisi, the Rioni River runs right through the center. So there's a few bridges. If you're uh, interested in this kind of thing, there are, you know, each bridge is a little bit different. And there's a chain bridge that's kind of the oldest bridge that crosses um, from behind the market to go up to Bagrati, which I'll talk about in a moment. But there's also the white bridge, there's the red bridge. There are these very. Um, Keeping the naming simple. Exactly, exactly. It's very easy to navigate. Although um, the white bridge was sort of not that white when I was there. I don't know if they've <laughs> painted it recently, but it seems sort of just metal. Yeah, it does need a little touch off. I will say that. But um, the thing about the white bridge is that point in the river, there are these amazing white stones in the river. So ah, part of the bridge right. is made of perspex, so you can look down over the river. And it's, you know, I always say the roaring Rioni because this river is so fast at some times of, time, um, times of year. And it's... Uh, pretty amazing these rock formations that you see in the river there's a nice little cafe on the side of the bridge that was a meeting place for poets back in the day you can have a cup of coffee there um then there's also a royal palace in the center of the city that um you can sort of walk the grounds there's a really beautiful um tree in the garden then there's an old cable car that you can use to get up to we have our own sort of version of Matatsminda, but it's a very small amusement park which is, um, for those listeners who don't know, it's um, a, an area in, in Tbilisi that's a very steep sort of one side of the city that, that leads up to this very big park on the top of the hill and a Ferris wheel that you'll see. If you come to Tbilisi, you can't miss the Ferris wheel. But that sort of, yeah, that park at the top is called Matatsminda. And then there's a district below that as well where lots of people stay in Airbnbs and things. And it's quite a nice inner city area. Exactly. And same as in Tbilisi and Kutaisi, it's very popular for families to go up there in the evening. And it's a nice kind of place to chill out and in summer it's nice and cool up there. And is the cable car one of these ones where you think the bottom's going to drop out and you're going to die like in Chiotura or which it's is a- I think they're all closed in Chiotura <laughs> now but they are rusty and dangerous or it's, it used it's, to be. Yeah it's definitely a relic of the uh, Soviet past but you know it's it's you know you go over the river but it's not it's not a long trip so you, the, yeah you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. Disclaimer yeah it's nothing to do with us if the bottom falls out of the of, of the cable car. Yes. Okay, another great thing about Kutaisi is, you know, I've mentioned there's a, a rich history. So there's an archaeology museum, but there are also these really cute small museums. So we have the Museum of Sports, we have a war museum and something called the Photo Chronicle Museum. So these are very small museums. Uh, you know, nothing is in English, of course, but the people who run these museums are really dedicated to the institution. They're, I guess they've been doing this for, for many, many years. I really love these small museums that are very quirky and yeah. uh, the Museum of Sports in particular is very interesting. Okay. Kutaisi has a, a long history of sportsmanship as well. So. What are the sports that they're, I mean, I think they like doing rugby here a lot. What else uh, do you, are they featuring here? Rugby, wrestling, uh, basketball, uh I don't know. Any, any sport, you know, Georgians have, have had a go at it. They and do love basketball in Georgia. I keep like Everyone's always talking about basketball. Absolutely. And a, a lot of sportsmen have come from Kutaisi. So there's this museum dedicated to local athletes um, throughout history. And it's, it's very, very interesting. Nice. I'll also talk about um, two sort of districts of Kutaisi that are very interesting. So they're right by each other. One is the Jewish district or the old Jewish quarter. So there are three synagogues in Kutaisi. Um, there's one big one that's more active and they do um, have services there from time to time. And then there are two smaller ones. One is adjacent and one is a bit further down the street. But this whole area, which is kind of behind the Kulshis Fountain, 
down on the bank of the Rioni River was kind of the Jewish quarter where Jewish families lived. And Kutaisi did have a big Jewish community for many years. So there's some really interesting architecture in this area, a lot of history. The street is called Gapanov Street after Boris Gapanov, who was a very famous uh, resident of Kutaisi. And his biggest claim was translating uh, The Night in the Panther's Skin, which is a epic poem, um, Shoda Rustaveli. He translated that into Hebrew. So that's, uh, he was from Kutaisi. So the street was named after him. And then, yeah, the other one is the Catholic Quarter. So there's a beautiful Catholic church, the Church of Assumption, I believe. And it's now an Orthodox church, but it was built for a French community who were in Kutaisi. So Kutaisi also has a French connection from its history. And so these two parts of the city um, are very interesting in terms of architecture and history. Nice. And of course, uh, we've thrown lots of names out here, but you do have a couple of articles or at least one big article that's related to these topics, right? So people can find this quite easily on your blog as well. I do. I have a couple. One is a, a sort of a guide to Kutaisi, which is kind of the things you must see. And then I also have hidden gems, which is kind of, a, you know, that's a bit of a gimmick, but uh, there are a couple mm-hmm. of, um, you know, lesser visited spots that are kind of my favorite spots um, in the city. All right. So yeah, we've, we've done a few hours of walking around in Kutaisi so far, and I think you probably have a couple more places to visit before we then start looking at some places outside of the city. Are you hungry yet? Because um, uh, I'm mostly hungry all of the time. So yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the good things about Kutaisi is the food scene, of course, food and wine is a big part of life in Imereti as it is in all of Georgia. But Kutaisi has a really unique um, cuisine that comes from the region. So if you're hungry, you know, there are some great restaurants in the city centre. Um, probably the most famous is Sisters, and that's located right in the centre. It's a great place to have lunch if you're exploring the city on foot. It's right on the park. And it's uh, recently, well, about a year ago, relocated to a beautiful historic building. And so it's run by uh, a family, and they have done up the restaurant with beautiful antique furniture from their village in Lechkumi is in the mountains north of Kutaisi and they specialize in Imereting cuisine and they do a lot of seasonal stuff so you can you know visit at different times of year and find something new on the menu. Um, it's just a beautiful ambience that I think perfectly captures the essence of Kutaisi, very charming and sweet and yeah. there's often piano music playing um, which just makes it that much better. Yeah no I love that that would be my top pick as well for sure. Uh, there are some others, you know, there's a part of Kutaisi called the Royal District, which is where a lot of the old architecture is. And there's a restaurant in there called Palati, which has been around for a long time. It's they actually just owned opened. by the same people as Sisters, as I, I believe. Ah, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure about that. I, well, well, someone's going to have to fact check that. But <laughs> Let's fact check that. I know for sure that they have just opened a branch in Tbilisi. Okay. So if you, I don't know, I, I, I would suggest trying them in Kutaisi, going to the original, because they also do a lot of Imeridian cuisine and it's really nice to, you know, have the local food when you're in Kutaisi. Um, and they do, a bunch of restaurants do this, they do a tasting board where you can taste like a bunch of local delicacies from the region. Palati does a really nice version of this. So if you're hungry, these boards are big, you know, there's often a whole chicken on there, so nice. <laughs> you have to come hungry. Yeah, it's um, not just your usual little charcuterie board. This is like uh, everything, massive selection of food all on one big board, right? Yes, and, and big proper portions of everything as well. So a whole, we're talking a whole kachapuri here on the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring some friends with you if you're going to order one of these. Definitely bring a friend, definitely. Another restaurant is Lilistan, which is another a newer restaurant that's opened, maybe uh, been open for about a year. 
and they do really nice. Um, I really love their salads. They do these like very creative salads with local herbs and tarragon and all these wonderful things that grow in Imoretti and really nice wine list as well. So a lot of wineries that are close to the city, you can find these wines. Also cider and beer, um, a couple of winer of producers um, do these as well and you can taste them in these restaurants in the city. Nice. Yeah, cider has been such a difficult thing to find for so many years, but a few people are now making it. So that's great to hear that there's someone over in Kataisi doing it as well. Yes. Do you yes. have any any tips about who it is or it's just... I can tell you, of course, yeah. it's, uh, it's in Skaltubo. So, um, oh yeah, but uh, we'll talk about Skaltubo later yes, as well because we that's quite important. We will definitely come to, to Skaltubo. One more little eatery that I'll mention um, before I tell you a few more things to do is called Bikentias. And this is a very different uh, food experience, but also very interesting. So this place is, uh, it's been around for a long time it's definitely a very soviet vibe but basically it's a little canteen type thing they only really do one uh one dish which is kebab and you get two pieces of kebab with this really nice kind of spicy tomato satsabele sauce uh you get like a basically a half loaf of bread to mop up the sauce and you get a pint of a glass of tap beer and there's no seats. You go in, you order, you grab your food and you stand at a little table um, and you'll see everyone else in there is like, you know, working class kind of Kutaisi, uh salt of the earth people. And this is very much like a local dining experience. So if you want something quick and on the go, this is definitely a fun, a fun thing to do. They are actually pretty tasty kebabs as well. So whether you're on a budget or not, it's still worth giving them a go, I think. And it, it's like a local tradition, that dish as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, I agree. so after that, if you, uh, if you want to venture to the other side of the river, which not all people do, I must admit, first few times I visited Kutaisi, I never even knew there was another side of the river. But a lot of uh, people live on the other side of the river. This area is more residential. It's newer. It was, you know, probably developed in the 80s and 90s, so in the late... Soviet period, so there's a lot of more apartments, but you'll find some really interesting um, things over the other side of the river. So I definitely recommend if you have, you know, longer than maybe a morning, you have a second day in the city, you can head over the river and see some of these other uh, more offbeat attractions, I would Mm. say. So there's some, uh, there's a a really fantastic uh, agricultural market, which is, it's different from the Green Bazaar in that it's more local. Um, it's a lot more chaotic. There's a lot more uh, kind of... Is it more sort of like outdoors with canopies and stuff rather than an actual building? I haven't been to this one. It's a bit of a mix. There's, yeah. there's an outdoor section for sure that sprawls kind of all along the side of the train tracks. Um, uh, but there's also an, some undercover pavilions. And these are really strange. You know, I wish I knew more about the history of these um, covered sections, but they're, I think they're from the 2000s. And they've made this meat hall that is like... A work of art. Actually, in fact, you know, there are stalls at the bottom and then above you can see these like original artworks hanging inside the market. It's really strange. There's also like lots of sculptures and Piros Mani, who's a famous Georgian painter. Lots of like uh, little panels of his work. And then these like very opulent fountains mm. and marble columns. And it's a crazy market. So I definitely recommend having a walk through there. Nice. Very cool. Outside of the market, there are... Uh, mosaics, if you're interested in Soviet-era mosaics, there are a couple of very large-scale and reasonably well-preserved mosaics in Kutaisi. 
Um, there's also a lot of old factories, so you can kind of walk around some of these streets, like Guggenava Street is a famous one where there are old factories and kind of these relics of the past that are mostly abandoned. And yeah, I know this isn't for everyone, but if you're interested in that kind of thing, it is very fascinating. And you can kind of see uh, like the skeletons of these old factories and base reliefs and mosaics around the place as well. Well, yeah. So a bit of off-track tourism. Definitely sure. some people interested in that for sure. So we, we've covered most of the sort of like there's like there's so many things to do, but like none of these are like big internationally recognized attractions. They're like all of these really cool things to do whilst you're there. Uh, but of course, there is one more that is very close to the city that is a, a UNESCO site. And so I guess we didn't really talk about it. We mentioned it at the start of the episode, I think, or we mentioned the monasteries at the start of the episode, but not the cathedral. Yes, you definitely have to make time to do it's not a day trip, it's only sort of a 20-minute drive, but um, Galati, which is uh, a very famous monastery. Uh, it was also an academy, so they had a scriptorium and uh, various other things happening um, on this site. And it's very close to Kutaisi, and as you said, it's one of Georgia's four UNESCO World Heritage Sites. So this is definitely um, something to do when you're in Kutaisi. There's another monastery nearby called Motsumeta, which is also very beautiful. Um, it's kind of in a very picturesque location and you can actually walk between the monasteries or you can even walk the whole way up from Kutaisi or ideally you would go because they're kind of on a hill. So you take a taxi up to uh, Galati first and then you can walk back down to the city on the old train tracks, which is a really nice way to spend an afternoon. Nice. And yeah, so Galati, of course, has these incredible frescoes, which are some of the best preserved because as any sort of Soviet history people will know, the, they whitewashed so many of these amazing frescoes in the cathedrals whilst they were sort of banning religion. So many of them were destroyed or damaged to a point where they couldn't be restored, whereas these ones are in really good shape and they're, it's very high, like the, the actual building itself is very high and the frescoes go all the way up the wall and it's really quite impressive. They are stunning and there's been work recently to restore both the outside of the building, the roof, and also to preserve these frescoes. So they are, of course, being a UNESCO site, they do put um, some work into preserving these. So yeah, it's, they're definitely worth seeing. A very important, um, you know, probably the most important cultural religious site in the west of the country. Um, definitely worth seeing. Yeah. And as you said, what's the better? I mean, it's really funny. We talk about Georgia a lot. Of course, this is a Tbilisi podcast. But uh, one of the things people always say to me is, do there have to be so many churches? We're done with churches. And like, well, when you come to Georgia, it's not always about the church. It's about the scenic location that each of these churches are in and, and everyone's different. And so, yeah, with Galati, it's all about the interior. It's amazing. But then Motsumeta that you mentioned, we're probably underselling how beautiful the little area that this, this thing is perched on top of is. There's like a, a river that runs all the way around like a horseshoe around this monastery. Yeah, and there's almost like a little drawbridge kind of vibe as you enter. Um, it's very medieval feeling and the whole the whole place is just surrounded by forests. So if you're there in summer or even late spring, it's just beautiful and green. And then in autumn, you know, for there's a small window, but if you're lucky enough to see the fall colours, it's really, really stunning. Yeah. So well worth taking a look at both of those. And then, yeah, I think the one that we, we missed, uh, perhaps that we mentioned at the start was Bagrati Cathedral as well. Which, yes. So, which is a bit easier to walk to. Yes, you can walk to Bagrati from the centre. Um, so you cross uh, one of these bridges that I mentioned, the Chain Bridge, which is the oldest bridge in the city. Um, and you, you cross over there. There's a little set of stairs to take you up the hill. 
And Bagrati is perched right on the top of the hill. It literally overlooks the whole city. It's a beautiful location. There's a great big yard in front of the church. And there's also some old ruins of a castle that you can kind of climb on and have a look around. But from this yard, which is a beautiful green space, uh, it looks, you know, directly over the city and is just a fabulous place to watch the sunset. You, you don't see the actual sun, but the colours from the haze and the sun sort of setting uh, off in the distance is, is just really stunning. Yeah, yeah. Well worth a walk up there. Now, I think we're going to probably move on to some things outside of the city that are maybe lesser known and some things that maybe you think people should definitely go and see. Okay, so we are splitting this into a double episode. So we're going to wrap up this first part right here. We've been talking about lots of things to do in Kutaisi and very close to Kutaisi. And in the next part, we are going to be talking about heading out of the city and taking some day trips to some other areas nearby, wine regions and tea plantations, maybe over to the Black Sea coast and, uh, you know, finding some other interesting, cool stuff that maybe regular tourists don't find very easily. So some secret tips in this next episode as well. So do join us for that. That'll be the next episode coming out. And that's it for this one. Thanks again to Emily who joined us on the show today and she'll be joining us again for the second part. For pretty much any of the things that we were talking about in this episode, you can hop on Emily's blog, Wanderlush, and she's got a couple of articles on there that talk about most of the places. So if some of the names were a bit hard to understand, Georgian language is pretty tricky, as you know from listening to our other episodes, then you can find those exact places by taking a look at her blog. So join us next time for more information about Kutaisi and Imereti. Thanks for listening to the Tbilisi Podcast. Connect with us at foodfundtravel.com slash Podcast, where you can find all relevant social media links, join our email newsletter, and discover more about travel, tours, and expat services in Georgia. This show was brought to you by foodfundtravel.com, expathub.ge, and eatthistours.com.